Today on CityCast Chicago, I never really learned how to properly balance work and life. You see, starting in the family business, my first few years as a professor, and even now, I find myself lost on exactly when to leave work, how to say no, or ways to separate home and the office because they're the exact same place. And the pandemic has made it even harder to separate. I know I'm not alone. This feeling of constant urgency, like you have to run yourself all the way until zero to be able to succeed in this life is like a vestige of a certain kind of like corporate hierarchical way of thinking about work. Maybe it doesn't have to be this way. We talked to a local company that's taking a more radical approach to creating a happier workplace. It's Thursday, July 8th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just saw like a, a hand, head, and now a dog exiting <laughs> said door. Yeah, it's a full Got house it. today. Okay, I'll, I can start over. <laughs> Even before the pandemic, we needed to reevaluate work, when we work where we work, how we work. The media organization City Bureau is doing that right now. A co-founder, Daryl Holliday, shared on Twitter, the staff are now working a four-day work week. No, it's not five days jammed into four. It's four work days, three days off. I talked to City Bureau co-founder and editorial director, Bettina Chang, and the director of People and Culture, Christina Salgado, about why they made this change. When I read the tweet, a part of me was like, yes, this makes sense for journalists. They are covering a range of issues, not just joyful stories in the city, but some really difficult, pressing uh, stories. Was Bettina, was burnout a part of something you were hearing from staffers as you all were asking them about what they thought? Yeah, I mean, I think that we've all had a year. <laughs> Right. That, to, that's to a way say to say the say least. <laughs> right. Burnout has always been a problem in every industry. And now people are, it's more widely known and more widely understood. People can understand the signs and they have more of the language that they need to talk about it. For instance, something that, you know, when we sat down to talk about this, we talked about this feeling of constant urgency, like you have to run yourself all the way until zero to be able to succeed. <laughs> Definitely in journalism, right? Like that is something that we're battling within journalism right now in a lot of fields in corporate culture in America, period. There are some countries that can avoid it, right? And you see that there are people in other, you know, there, there are differences in the measurements of happiness across different countries. And, and there's the, I would say that the work culture is a huge part of that. <laughs> yeah, that made me think of somebody's reply to Daryl. And it was like, you go to one conference or you talk to one a workplace consultant from Europe, and now all of a sudden you, you, you're knocking off a work day. I thought that was funny. I would hate to make it sound like, oh, wow, journalists are burning out. I mean, we are, right? <laughs> like the news does not stop, but the news doesn't stop because we don't let it. For instance, we do have a daily newsletter and that newswire is actually pausing. We're just not going to send it on Friday because, you know, you don't have to. Um, we haven't gotten any complaints yet. I mean, if you do want to complain, you let me know. But um, I think that everybody can sort of use a little bit of a break from the news if it's not urgent. Was there any moment, Christina, as you were 
talking to members of the staff over the last few months where you just like, yeah, I think we really need to do this, that they need this. When I think about our mission and I think about centering the humanity of people and their needs, then it needs to, we need to show up for the people internally in the same way. Right. And I, there was definitely a moment where some people felt a little nervous, like, but, but I have a lot to do. And I, you know, how am I going to fit it in? It was a moment for us to also practice the like shifting, right. And thinking through like, it's okay to, to pause or it's okay to shift some of these priorities. And what, what is it that, that we need to stop doing? What is it that we need to keep doing? Uh, Bettina, what have, what were some of the struggles that you had to deal with as a manager and editor trying to balance the pandemic and that new work-life balance? You know, just echoing what Christina said, it really is all about priorities and to really boil it down to why are we here? If we don't publish this or if we don't host this one event, who's going to be mad about it? Like what, like, what are we falling short on? And then just saying like, is that okay? Like, are we all right with this? Are, are we going to just collectively decide here right now that it's okay that we are going to fall short on this one thing because what we get is this other thing. And, you know, unfortunately, I think because of the way that our work culture as a country has been so sped up, we fail to have that conversation. And when you fail to have that conversation, you give the impression to folks that like more of everything is always better. When in reality, like that's not sustainable, right? Like not every organization be, can be hiring, like, you know, can be growing every single year. Like sometimes you're going to lose folks. Sometimes you're going to stay with the same amount of people and you can't just keep squeezing more and more work out of the same set of people. You have to say, like, if we're going to try this new thing, then that means we're going to pause or completely stop this old thing. Man, let, let's stay there for a second, Bettina. It, did you find yourself, because I know I struggle with this when I'm like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. The person who's going to be hardest on me is me. No matter how many people tell me that I'm doing enough, no how much my producers or my family or my friends did you find yourself maybe falling in that cycle of just feeling like I'm falling short, maybe to just open your eyes and say, or am I doing too much? A lot, a lot. And I, I'm lucky that my partner was really open with me and saying like, I see you taking on things, but I don't see you dropping anything. Having somebody else as an accountability partner is so big, whether it's your manager or a colleague or your partner, whoever it is, especially if you're in mission work, if you work at a nonprofit, um, you know, that's just the drive. That's the reason you're there, right? Because you want to do the most that you can. Like if you run yourself ragged, you ain't helping anybody, right? Like you're not, you're not making a difference if you're just tired all the time. And that's that's a lesson I really needed to hear many, many times over the course of my life. Yeah. And I just I just wanted to add, Jacoby, that when you think about I'm not doing enough, you got to ask yourself enough for who? Because if you pause and that extra day, I think some people were like, what am I going to do? And it's like, what are you going to do for you? So it's asking that question enough for who, like enough for my job or enough for all these other people. One of our uh, values is invest in yourself. And it's like, how are we making time to do that? We'll be right back with Bettina and Christina. We want to keep making this show better and more useful to you. So we need your help. Take a few minutes to fill out our audience survey. It's at chicago.citycast.fm slash survey. 
and be entered to win a $100 Visa gift card. That's at chicago.citycast.fm slash survey. I know this is just a two-month trial, but what are you really hoping to maybe learn from this process? Like, what are maybe the questions you all plan on asking people at the end of two months to to test the efficacy of this? That's a good question. I think I would like to learn just, I, I would hope that everyone gets to learn a little bit more about like, what is your, how do you work? How do you show up to work? And what do you need in order to show up fully? Instead of being on autopilot, which I think a lot of us are. When you're just trying to get through the day, you're on autopilot and you're not sitting down and being like, wait, how, am, what am I doing today? Like what, what would make today successful, right? Those are questions that we don't ask ourselves enough when you're so burnt out or when you have too much on your plate. The word you mentioned earlier, Bettina, is accountability. When I think about my history of work, one of my first jobs was in a family business. They didn't feel like there was a lot of work-life balance. Our entire lives was working at our family's rink. And then after graduation, I found myself in education and teaching, now covering sort of like daily news and the boundaries of when to stop working feel less fixed. I feel like I can always be reading the news. I can always be looking for another topic, another pitch, editing something. How do you promote accountability in the workplace to say, we're going to try this four-day work week, but it only works if you actually do it? I think one of the most important things is to model. And you know this because you're, you're an educator And if you want your classroom to be a certain way, you as the instructor, you have to model that. We're not going to send each other emails at midnight. Every once in a while, okay, but like if that becomes something that you do, then the expectation is that the person responds. And even if you say like, oh, you don't have to respond, like, but you're still receiving it, right? You're still sending it. You're still modeling that you're working late. But I think it's modeling, like, if we say we're going to take this day off, let's all do it together. At my previous journalism jobs, nobody said, like, oh, you need to, like, do this, this, or that. They were just sort of like, well, do as much as you can. And that is just probably one of the worst things that you can tell somebody that you manage, right? Because it's not specific. It either makes them like run way too hard or they don't do enough. And then at the end of the year, end of the quarter, you're like, hey, you didn't do enough. And they're like, how was I supposed to know? Um, if you don't set expectations, then you can't really run any sort of organization or, or you can, and then it's just not sustainable. So in my final questions, Christina, what are you looking forward to doing on your Fridays? It's very easy for me because I have three children. So, um, so what I look forward to doing is spending time with them, you know, and I think, you know, as an activist myself, I realized during this year is that, you know, that the real activism is being this transformative parent and being present to my kids, because if not, then I'm repeating the cycle of my immigrant parents who were working all the time. So, you know, we have some like water parks lined up. There we go. Family time lined up. That is beautiful. Bettina, same question to you. Something that I I really want to do is find a way to show up for um, the communities that we work with. 
um, at City Bureau, but as like an individual, right? Like not I'm here to work, but like I'm here because I care. Um, you know, I want to help out at this park cleanup <laughs> or whatever it happens to be. Um, and then of course, you know, 2021, I'm trying to get some road trips in to see some friends who I haven't seen in a really long time. So can't wait for that. Thank y'all both for being here to discuss this trial period that City Bureau is moving through, uh, testing out the four-day work week for the next uh, two months. Bettina Chang, the co-founder and editorial director of City Bureau, and Christina Salgado, who is the director of People and Culture, which, by the way, I absolutely love that title, the director of People and Culture. Thank y'all both for joining CityCast Chicago. Thanks so much, Jacoby. Some good news to get you through. The Taste of Chicago is back, but y'all, it's a little different this year. Rather than being in one location, it's moving around the city to different neighborhoods. Yesterday, I attended the kickoff event at the Pullman City Market. Today, the event continues at the Austin Town Hall Park. There's going to be food, but also a celebration of house music with a lineup of DJs from across the city. Remember, for more Chicago stories and events for your calendar, sign up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Did I say it right? Because my brain was freaking out for like 30 seconds. Like, where is it at? Where is it at?